Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. This week, we're going to try something different. Instead of sharing with you an insightful, uplifting idea, followed by a meaningful, relevant story, we're going to flip the narrative. I would like to begin this week with a meaningful, uplifting story, which will lead us to a positive, powerful, insightful outcome and realization that will carry with us for the rest of our week. So my friends, this week I ask you to open up your hearts a little bit earlier as we tune in to this dramatic story that took place so long ago, but so relevant today. This story took place over 200 years ago in a small village, a small town, a small city in Russia when a man was in tremendous turmoil. Unfortunately, his teenage son got involved with the wrong crowd. And now he's pulling himself down with all kinds of extracurricular activities, which are not very good for his body and his soul. This father was in turmoil. He was distraught. He was lost. What should he do? He's losing his own child. After much thought, he decided that the best thing to do is to go get advice from his Rebbe, his teacher, his mentor, his spiritual guide. The heartbroken father traveled to visit the Alter Rebbe, the founder of the Chabad movement, and begged him, Rebbe, tell me, what should I do? How can I help my son? How can I bring him back home? At that moment, to his great surprise, the Rebbe turned to him and said, tell me, do you think you could persuade your son to come and see me? If your son comes to visit with me, I'll take care of him. But your job is to get him here. And with that, the man left the Rebbe's space, the Rebbe's room, and he's thinking to himself, no way this is happening. How in the world would I succeed in convincing my son to travel all the way here to this city of Lyazna to come visit the Rebbe? He's not interested. He purely comes home to speak to me. How will I convince him to go visit my Rebbe? someone who represents everything that he is now resenting and turning away from. The father is tossing and turning, thinking back and forth. What can I do? How can I convince my son? When he finally hits upon an idea. You see, today, if a teenager wants to feel good about himself, one of the things he can do is get onto a Harley, get onto a motorcycle, and revving down the road and feel like a million dollars. Well, those days, the way that the son would rebel, the way the son would show his tenacity and his desire for risk and for fun is he would jump on a horse, a fast, wild horse. This kid loved horseback riding, specifically his favorite horse, which was quite a wild one. So the father had this idea. He said, you know, I'm going to go to my son and I'm going to ask him to help me out with an errand. My son is going to be surprised. He doesn't expect his dad to ask him to get on his horse, which at the time in that small town they lived, for a nice Jewish boy to get on a fast horse racing down the road was considered a rebellious behavior. But the father knew that this trick is going to work. And sure enough, the father calls in the son and says, I need your help. I have an errand. I have this package that I must deliver to the Rebbe's court in Liozna. Can you help me out? Just get on your horse and go do it. I can't think of a better person who can do this for me, because you got this fast ride, you can get this done. The kid was shocked, surprised. He couldn't believe it. His father is telling him, encouraging him. 
to get on his fast horse. Until now, the father was embarrassed of his son, a nice Jewish boy, racing on his horse across town, a behavior that at the time in that particular culture wasn't very appropriate for a Jewish boy from a devout religious home. But now his father is asking him to do it. So the boy looks at his dad and says, well, if you let me ride into town on my horse, then I guess I can do it. And the father's like, yes, absolutely. I want you to go on the horse and I want you to go into the Rebbe's courtyard and deliver to him this package. It's very timely for me. The son looks at his father and says, you want me to take my horse, the sign of my rebellion, and to go into the courtyard of the Rebbe, the place where you represent, the place where you come from, the place that you admire and respect? You want me to go in there? You're not afraid and embarrassed? And the father says, no, do it for me, please. I need this help. I can't think of a better messenger than you who will get this job done. The boy was shocked and surprised. Little did he know that this errand was just a pretext to get him to the place where he needs to be. Sure enough, the young man jumps on the horse and he races into town. And shortly afterwards, he finds himself standing before the Rebbe, who's waiting for him at the entrance to the courtyard. The Rebbe greets him warmly and the Rebbe turns to him and says, young man, why did you choose to ride into town on horseback instead of in a horse and buggy, which most people usually do? So the boy looks at the Rebbe and he simply replies, why not take advantage of such a fine, fast horse? What is that advantage, the Rebbe asks him. What is so unique and special about this horse overcoming in in a buggy? And the young man looks at the Rebbe and he says, a good horse runs fast. You can reach your destination so much more quicker. Quicker, the young man tells to the Rebbe. At that moment, this was the moment the Rebbe was waiting for. As the young man is holding onto his horse, looking at the saintly face of the great Rebbe, uttering those words, a good horse runs fast, you can reach your destination much quicker. At that moment, the Rebbe looks at the man and the Rebbe says, that is true, but that's if you're on the right road. But if you're on the wrong road, you can travel more quickly in the wrong direction. So the young man says, you're right, Rebbe, that's true. If you're on the wrong road, you can travel much quicker in the wrong direction. But even so, a fast horse can help him get back on the right road so much quicker. Which in Yiddish means, once he catches himself, when he sees he's on the wrong path, the right horse can turn him around so quickly. And at that moment, the Rebbe looked at this young man with his holy eyes. And he uttered these words again and again, when he catches himself, when he grabs himself, when he recognizes and realizes that he's on the wrong path, then he can turn around quickly. He can harness the energy and the power of the fast horse to turn around and find his way on the right path. And at that moment, the Rebbe's holy words struck the young man. He understood that the fast horse was a metaphor. The young man had passion and energy. It's leading him astray. But the moment he catches himself, it can be well-directed and bring him back home. This young man grabbed his horse, rerouted himself, went back in the right direction. And today, over 200 years later, this man has descendants 
who are Hasidic Jews, who have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, leading a path infused with Torah and meaning, because at that moment he understood that if he has passion and energy, which is leading him astray, he can grasp it, he can grab it, and it can be well-directed. My friends, there's a very powerful message here about how Judaism views our core being. We believe that our evil inclination, our Yetzahara, this drive, this desire, this tendency to do bad, to engage in evil, to make poor choices, we look at this as bad. In fact, we define this energy as bad. We call it the Yetzahara, which means the evil inclination. But in this story, we learn something new, that this huge, fast, and wild horse that we have within us, this wild beast that drives us mad and leads us to such destructive behaviors at its core is actually a crazy, powerful force of good, of power, of passion, of godly energy. If we can just channel this creativity into good, if we can turn the horse back on the right path on the correct road, it can go so far in life. In this week's Torah portion will begin when you go out to war upon your enemies and capture captives. The Baal Shem Tov teach us that also in our own lives, our spiritual enemies, we also have to capture captives. And what this means is that any negative elements within our personality, any negative habits within our characteristics need to be captured and exploited for the good. We need to take the negative characteristics that we have, the things that we look at as bad, and we need to utilize them to make us stronger, to make us better. So I want to leave you with this thought, my friends. The more potential you have for good, the more powerful your soul is, the more you can go down and the lower you can stoop. But also, the higher you can reach and the farther you can go. So I want to encourage you to think about and reflect what are those attributes within your life? What are those midot? What are those negative behaviors, those negative tendencies that are pulling you down? And when you go out to war and to battle, when you go out to war and to battle to win them over, how can you take them captive? Don't destroy, don't destruct the negative aspects in your personality. Harness them, utilize them, turn the horse around and come back home. Shabbat Shalom.